Welcome back to the What Would You Know podcast. I have a very special guest today, Regan. I actually feel like I talk about you a lot, to be honest, on this podcast. She's finally here. We <laughs> finally get to pick her brain. How's it feel to be here, doll? It's an honour. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. <laughs> Honestly. Um, yeah, Regs, we met, she moved from Adelaide and she packed her bags, came to Melbourne not knowing anyone. And I feel like just taking that leap of faith in itself is massive and I know you've had like a lot of experience with relationships and dating and just navigating your 20s and you've recently been diagnosed with ADHD I don't know if you want me to include that or not like going (laughs) through that in your late 20s is a lot Mm -hmm. to navigate so I just thought yeah we'll bring Riggs on we've got some questions talk about (laughs) some dating and yeah and guys I just want to start off by saying I'm not a professional. <laughs> this is just two Delulu yeah. girls <laughs> having a conversation. Yes. Lily and I are just taking our couch chats to the pod. So please be gentle with me if I say anything incorrect today. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're just all learning. Massive disclaimer there. Massive. That's what I should call my French friend episodes, couch chats. Yeah, so you're familiar with owning your shit, a little Absolutely. moment of vulnerability, express something that you're going through or a pattern that keeps coming up that you need to flag and work through. So what are you owning your shit today? Um, so something that's been reoccurring for myself <laughs> for a hot minute, as you would know, is I'm trying to break the habit of, you could call it people-pleasing, or the habit of being silent keeps the peace. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to step into my bad bitch era. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to swear? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I find that sometimes when I'm trying to like, I'm really good at communicating and expressing myself, mm-hmm. but not in the moment. So like in the moment, if something offends me or I'm uncomfortable, I'll often bite my tongue and then I'll like reflect on it in my safe space or like talk about it with a friend. And then I have to like come back into the situation later or to the person and be like, hey, that really upset me where I feel like I would save myself a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort if I was able to just in the moment voice when I'm uncomfortable or like when something's offended me or whatever it may be. So I'm trying to do that more. Yeah, can relate. And do you find <laughs> that it's more anxiety provoking when you don't say it in the moment, then you go back and you reflect and you feel like you're just in your head yeah. creating scenarios of yeah. what if? Because you like you kind of mask it as if like, oh, I'm preparing myself or like I'm you're trying to like get the right thing to say. But, like, even if you script it a hundred times by yourself in your room or with a friend, it never comes out the way you've scripted it anyway. So you might as well just kind of get the courage in the moment and be like, hey, I don't really like where this is going or I don't really feel comfortable where where this is going. Um, yeah, and I think that can be really hard to to do that in the moment, but it's something I'm trying to be better at. Especially if you're a people pleaser. Yeah. I was speaking to my roommate about it because she's a few years younger than me. I think she's like 22 or 23, like your age. Mm. And she tells me these stories in particular, like with like past relationships or when, when dating. 
And she's so good at just like setting boundaries in the moment if she's not comfortable or like voicing how something made her feel. And I look at her and I'm like, you're so young and like you you do that so well. So I think I, yeah, I I look up to that a lot that I want to try and set some boundaries. So what's her family dynamics like? Not sure. Hers? Yeah. I feel like people pleasing comes back to... The family dynamics oh, that you had sure. growing up. And we could really dive deep. We could. We, could. <laughs> we, really, we could. really could. But yeah, that's me owning my shit. I'm trying to be upfront. Yeah. And is this in a, a gentle way? A pattern in friendships, romantic relationships, family, in, in all of them, in just all one. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. In every scenario you could possibly think, if if something doesn't sit well with me, I will bite my tongue and then I will digest it alone and then I'll complain about it for three months <laughs> Yes. and then I'll bring it up. <laughs> do you want to discuss how we met? Yes. Because I do talk about, I feel like I do fucking, bring, I'm Regan, I'm Regan, talk mm. about you like people know who you are or who I'm referring to. So now everyone finally can put a face to the name yes and a voice to the name yeah yeah true yeah so how do we meet okay so this kind of I guess goes into the topic of moving away from home yeah taking that big leap of faith so a little bit about how Lily and I met is I very quickly had to move interstate so I moved from Adelaide to Melbourne and there wasn't much time for me to think about you know where I was moving or what I was doing so I was like in my brain the easiest thing to do is to move in with housemates. Mm. So I was looking on good old fairy floss and Lily had reached out to me because she saw me comment on a different advertisement for a room. And she was like, hey, you seem like, you know, you would fit, <laughs> yeah, you would fit well in our house, like, um, and sent me photos, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it was probably within like three weeks that I moved we'd only spoken once over facetime very briefly (laughs) so i moved into their house and i feel like the most awkward thing that could ever possibly happen happened to me and it's just my luck i've never lost my voice in my life yeah i still have vivid (laughs) memories of meeting you probably for the first time yeah voice (laughs) (laughs) i've like i can't even express enough i've never lost my voice in my life and the, the, on the drive from Adelaide to Melbourne, I lost my voice. So I meet Lily for the first time, literally could not speak. So if it wasn't awkward enough, like I, I couldn't <laughs> speak verbally. And I'm awkward. I'm an awkward, unless like I'm like You're really know you, I just, <laughs> I am. Yeah. It's just like, it's normal. Like when you first meet someone, like you want to be like, oh, how was the drive? Like I couldn't talk. Yeah. I just remember I was like. I actually I was talking can't to talk dad. To- I love that man, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to dad. He drove me here. You know what I like gave, gave me goosebumps when I saw you like reposted. It was like 1111 arrival. And isn't that like, what does that mean in angel numbers? So Regan, like, didn't you like you screenshotted the arrival of maps of when you arrived to Melbourne and the time was 1111. Yeah. And what is that's like meaning that you're on the right path, yeah. doesn't it? Like that. Yeah, and at the time, at the time, like I'm a big believer in angel numbers. I don't necessarily like go into the depths of like it's a warning sign or if it's a good sign. I just take it as like a general. Like if I'm seeing angel numbers, I must be on the right path. I'm protected. Mm -hmm. Like whoever's trying to guide me is there, and I'm 
I'm just noting oh, it. I have a story to fucking tell you. Keep going, sorry. This but is yeah, <laughs> but yeah, on the the drive here, when I put, and this is like when I was in Adelaide, like when I put the arrival in, or it was like when I got to the the border of Victoria, I put the address in, and yeah, it said that I would arrive at eleven eleven, and that is just was just one of those things to me that was like you've made the right decision, you're going into a good place, and there, but and then. Yeah, I met Lily. I couldn't talk for a week and then we became friends. We did. Luckily. I know. Could you imagine if we hated each other? I know. I was speaking to someone a few weekends ago because she wants to move to Melbourne and she has the belief that, like, she's not going to make friends. And I was like, I get that. I keep fucking putting my mint inside <laughs> my mouth. And I said, I get that because I had exactly the same thought process. Like, I feel like I struggle to make friends as as it is. Mm. But even just like I use you as an example, like, of course, you might not have a good experience with housemates. But like the example of you, like we're now really good friends and you moved in and you were random, like you can. And like Hannah, Hannah's supposed to be here. She's another one of our friends, but she couldn't make it today. But we, when Riggs and I were trying to look at houses to move out when our lease ended, we ended up messaging a girl, was it on Ferry Flatmates. Flatmates. Flatmates.com? And she was looking for someone really quickly. It, it didn't end up working out, but we still went and met up with her and had dinner with her. And now we're really good friends with her. And that's just like, imagine just. And she's like from the other side of the world. Literally, I know. And we've just she met. Like, to, that's just so like she's travelled the world. She's from, where's she from? London? I no. don't know. She's from the UK. UK, not London. Yeah, in, no, London's in the UK. <laughs> you know what I fucking said to her? I was like, I was speaking about something and I was like, oh, yeah, my old nanny or something was from the UK. She was like, oh, where, she, where was she from? I was like, Canada. She was like, Canada? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> what did you mean? Well, you meant Canada, but you thought that was in the UK. I thought that was in the UK. It's yep. not in the it's UK. Not. No, sorry. <laughs> Delulily. <laughs> but, Yeah. What was big, what was one of the biggest the hardest things about coming from because you came from Adelaide to Melbourne not knowing anyone not like you started a new job but you were still in the field what do you do now before we go into that <laughs> just quickly um, so I am a district brand ambassador you mm-hmm. could say um, for like a beauty retailer. And I worked at like the store in Adelaide. So I had to move to Melbourne because I now look after Victoria SA and ACT. So it required me to move. So it was a big decision because I'd never considered moving before. It was when I was offered this job or given this opportunity that I was kind of like, are you going to stay in Adelaide or are you going to move? You've got no partner. You don't own a house. Like you've, I've got nothing holding me here. Perfect. Other, time. yeah, other than my friends and family. So I was kind of like, you're young. You're only 26. Like a year out of your life is nothing. Mm. So I just kind of, I don't know actually. When when I was going through the internet, uh, the interview process, I was like speaking to my housemate, my best friend at the time, Bianca. Shout out, Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> We're she, trying to convince her to move here as And well. we, we really didn't really talk about it. Like, it was like, oh, Regan's applying for this job. But, like, we, we really, like, I didn't talk about it because it was just, like, so distant from reality to me that I just, yeah. like, didn't think I would actually ever move. It was yeah. just like, oh, whatever. So you got, fun. like, this was, like, it was happening, mm-hmm. but you just weren't talking about it. And I just, yeah. I think I was in denial. 
well, I was just like avoiding that, that, that feeling of what that would mean for my life and how big of a change. And a last minute thing because you have ADHD. So I'm not going to think yeah. about it until the last minute. Until literally, I think I packed the night before. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm not even lying. I'm not even kidding. It, yeah, it was just very last minute. And going back to what you said about the hardest thing, I think I didn't really think about it and I didn't really know what was going to be the hardest thing until it happened. Mm -hmm. It's easy to think, you know, like I'm going to have no friends. I don't know anyone. Like what if my housemates are shit? What if I run out of money? Like what if I can't afford Melbourne? What if I lose my job? What if if I hate it? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those things could happen and you just kind of need to convince yourself that you deal with it when it comes because I'm very lucky that I'm very okay on my own. Like I'm an only child, so I'm used to kind of like, I don't know if that's a thing, like yeah. when you're thinking back to my childhood, like I was very okay with keeping myself occupied, playing by myself. I, yeah. I didn't have siblings. So I think that is a big part of me that I'm just like so fine being by myself. So I think the friends thing was a little bit, a little bit scary, but I was like, I, I work in a, in a field where a lot of people are going to have common interests as me. So I, and I knew a few people from, from my workplace already, but I think a big reason why I decided to move into a share house was so then I knew at the end of the day, even when I come home from work, I'm going to have people to talk to and whether I like them or not, it's at least going to be someone that I can talk to outside of work rather than just being like isolated by myself. Now in saying that, I can imagine how that would have gone very differently if I didn't move in with you Mm. because I was very lucky that you and I got along so well and we were able to, you know, have common interests and even you introduced me to things that I would never have been interested in before, which was so nice. Yeah, and your friends. You made friends. Yeah, Yeah. so I think I got really lucky in that regard. But I've been here almost a year in November And And she's staying. And I'm staying. But also, like, when you think about it, I don't have that many friends. Like, don't expect to move into stay and, you know, you're going to have this abundance of friends. Like, friendships mean different things to to everyone. And I think you spoke about it on a a recent podcast that, like, you have different friends for different things. Mm -hmm. Like, my housemates and I that I live with at the moment, we get along great. And, like, I'm so glad to have that friendship with them. I have a friendship with you, we've met Hannah, and then I have like my work friends, but it's not like it's not like I have this huge group of friends, yeah. you know, but I think when you move into state you realize how much you appreciate the friends you do have and how important it is to keep those relationships going like we have since we've moved out from each other. Yeah. I like I I knew when I moved out I was like no, I'm going to make the effort to remain friends with Lily because yeah. It was important to me. Yeah. Well, you can kind of get a bit comfortable. Yeah. After a while sometimes. Even though your best friend lives in Adelaide, because I was saying this in one of my previous episodes, like I'm the same, like my best friend Letitia. Yeah. She lives, even though it's only an hour and a half away, I don't get to see her like every every week like we used to, but you still make that effort. And like, even though you don't have the people around you, you're still going to have the people back at home. And even like for me making friends like I don't have a big group but I think even though we 
think that we should have a big group. A lot of people listening to this right now are going to relate, relate and be like, I don't have a big group either because we put that pressure on ourselves because mm-hmm. we think that we should have a big group of friends when that's just not your 20s. Like it's not high school anymore. Like, yeah, I'm sure there are people out there who have a friendship group for sure, but like it's good to have like a variety and different friends and Letitia sent me the other, something the other day and like as someone, um, an older sister wrote her younger sister just like the lesson she learned from I'll her cry. 20s and it was something like, you know, one of your really good friends you're only going to see every six months because that's your 20s and like you're not yeah. going to have this group and like you might travel with this one friend overseas for a few months and then like you go back to just living your lives and you're going to feel like you don't have any friends and you aren't as close, but that just is the reality of your 20 sometimes. Like don't beat yourself up or think that it's just, yeah, it's life. And, and I feel weird. like as you grow and like learn more about yourself and what's important to you, naturally friendships drop off. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be this big hurrah, no. but it just happens. Ebbs and flows. And then I I feel like I'm kind of at a place where I prefer the quality of a friendship rather than the quantity. Mm -hmm. Like I don't really have time to be maintaining the like huge amount of friendships. Like it's important to me I have very little amount of friends in Adelaide that it's really important to me that I try and stay connected to and I think that was probably one of the biggest – struggles yeah how do you navigate when like, moving keeping close with friends that are in different states it was really hard in the beginning I think as well when you're starting a new job and like I'm meeting you I'm I'm meeting our other housemates that we live with and I'm you know trying to build relationships in person I'm also meeting a whole new workplace of people mm. in a different state it's like a lot so when you go home in an ADHD mind, kind of overstimulated, <laughs> you kind of want to switch off and you want to put your phone down and you don't want to you be on your be phone. Bothered. But all of my relationships that I have are on my phone now. Yeah. So, like, it was really hard to balance, like, what was important to me when to engage on my phone and when it was like, okay, I need to set a boundary here and I need to have this cut off. Like, for the first few months, my mum and my dad called me every day and it was a lot. An hour conversation with my mum, an hour conversation with my dad. God bless them, love them. Yeah. And like, I want to talk to them, but I really had to say to them, I can't be talking to you every day. It's mm-hmm. draining the life out of me. Mm-hmm. And when my phone rings and I see your name, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I know that sounds horrible, but now when I speak to them and it's like, once every once a week or you know once even every two weeks I'm able to engage in that conversation in a lot of a like more of a deeper level because I haven't spoken to them every day and I'm like able to fill my cup I know I get it because my mum's moved to Queensland and I had to set that boundary with her as well because I'm someone I don't like phone calls I think (laughs) I must get that from my dad because he'll call me two-minute conversation, how are you, how are you going, puts the phone down. I mean, you know, maybe give me a little bit more, but that's a <laughs> yeah. different topic. But mum, she will happily talk for, hour, talk for hours and love that about her. But she would want to call a few times a week. And I had to set that boundary and say, mum, you are the only person I will like <laughs> give a half an hour phone call to yeah. unless it's like something that I need to be there for my friend and give them that energy. Mm-hmm. Once a week is enough for me. I'm already giving you so much of my time on the phone. Like, can we please just establish this boundary? And, yeah, she was really good about it. But yeah. 
I get it. <laughs> it's a lot. But every day is a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. I get it because in the beginning they were probably worried about yeah. me. They and like they good missed and supportive, me. but blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you didn't even talk to me this much when I lived in the state, yeah. doll. You know? And I really had to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I have a question. Yes. Do you find, like, I don't know about friends, but could be with friends as well. Because I think that when I go up and see my mum now in Queensland, we spend, like, the our quality of the time that we spend together is better because we've had that space. Do you find that now, like being away from everyone, mm-hmm. that when you do see them, like the quality of the time that you spend with each other is better because like you, there's like a lot of space between when you see them or it yeah. hasn't really changed? Yeah, 100%. It's like yeah. a lot more – you appreciate it a lot more. I do think though in the times that I have gone back to Adelaide, it's a lot because mm. like – you have to make time for everyone and everyone wants to see you and it's like go 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 you've got like breakfast with this person lunch with this person dinner with the family like it's a whole thing so it's very like when I come home from those trips I am like Mm oh you know let's take a couple of days to not talk to anybody but in the moment it's yeah it's so nice and like it really is like such a wholesome weekend home when I do get to, you know, like spend the weekend, sleep at my best friend's house, like yeah. stay at my dad's, like see my mom for breakfast, like see my grandparents. Yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah. Do you have any tips for making friends interstate? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, seriously. We've kind of shared like their whole housemate thing. Like I think, I think living in a share house, yeah. do it. And then make friends with their friends and then like breach off that because like you have something in common like that's Mm -hmm. what I always remind myself if your two friends are friends like they have something in common so obviously you're going to be able to get along with them as well to some capacity what else (laughs) work I feel yeah work it depends what you do though because like I was going to say you can meet friends through dating but we'll talk about dating soon look I will say yes Living in a share house, I think, is, like, the best thing that you can do. It's really easy to think so much about it and think all the things that can go wrong. And absolutely they will mm-hmm. and possibly could. But, hey, it's could for the plot. an absolute flop. But it's for the plot. Yeah. It's a story, like... You're going to have the memory. You can move out. Like, yeah. believe it or not, you're not tied to that house. You can move out. It's so fine. Things happen and sometimes like it's fine just if you really don't get along with them, go in your room, hide away, whatever. But at least there's someone to talk to at the end of the day. 100%. Other things. Lily and I did a pottery Yeah, that was so workshop. Nice. We didn't really make any friends from it. No. But I have them on Instagram now. Yeah. And See, I'll, I'll reply to a story every once in a while, yeah. you know, here and there. We, yeah, like new experiences like that, like the pottery. What else did we do? We did like we a did beach. Breath, I took yeah. you a breathwork thing on the beach. We did a yoga. Yoga. Just like yeah, doing random. You, like as that. Once you have one friend, yeah. you and that one friend can conquer the world. 100%. I'm not at the place where I would feel comfortable doing those things alone. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I definitely don't think there's anything wrong in like – just go. Yeah. Like I literally said at that pottery class, like I said to everyone, I was like, hey guys, I've just moved to Melbourne. Like add me on Instagram. I'd Put love to. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'd love to be friends. Yeah. But it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you did that. I remember sitting there. I was like, fuck, I like wish I could do that. Like I need to 
put myself into those situations a bit more, like put myself into uncomfortable situations. But I feel like you do it in different ways. Yeah. As my coach, I was saying to my, like, I've been spending a lot of time alone at the moment. Like it gets to night and I'm like, fuck, like that's when I feel like everything comes up, which is what Mm. she's helping me with. And she was saying when she was going through like something similar, she had to like, that's when she made the plans to see her friends or like she'd go and do a yoga class at night or a gym class, like always being surrounded with people. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could even be my own my shit for this week. Like I really want to go to the breath house. Yes. Um, do you want to, we should go together. Like that's, yes. a, that's another come. thing. I want to try that. I want to start doing like group exercise classes, just like little things that I can meet new people, network, not be alone as much, even though alone time is of course very important, but yeah and I think we put this pressure on ourselves that like how do we make friends and mm. it it doesn't need to be this like express route to making friends like if it's you're gonna be awkward and weird like if you see the same girl at your Pilates class every week compliment her leggings mm. like say ask her where she got her drink bottle from yeah. each week just like build a friendship over time and then one day you might be like do you want to get coffee like yeah. it doesn't have to be this like you go up to someone the first time you see them and like do you want to my friend yeah Slide it doesn't a note under their door like if you live in an apartment complex that's what i did with em yes like, let's catch up now she's one of my good friends like <laughs> i love that you just story. need to do it and it's just fun yeah. like and if they don't want to be your friend that's fine yeah i've got other friends and going back like you said something like you you had the thoughts of like what if i don't make friends what if i don't do this what if you know i don't like living in melbourne what if you do like what if you do make all those beautiful friends what if you do succeed in your career what if you do like meet the love of your life and you do love where you live like imagine imagine if you stayed in adelaide because you just you gave in to the well what if i don't yeah what if i don't meet people what if i don't enjoy this job like Mm -hmm. you would be in adelaide you wouldn't have had this extraordinary little chapter in your life that you're currently going through it's so bizarre to think and I think I was having a conversation with I can't even remember who not too long ago but we always assume the bad Mm. like oh my god what if this happens what if that happens but we never really consider like what if it goes great yeah like what if and I think that could be another own our shit segment they're like be positive but that's so simple it's literally our brain i can't remember what it's called i think it's either called like i know it's the irrational brain i I think it's called loss aversion i need to double check that but like Mm. this is what i was going through before i got a like a coach for my hormones right and everything Mm. oh so much money oh like making excuses Mm. because that's what your brain does instead of being like okay well what if you actually start regulating your period again what if your skin clears up what if you end binge eating all of the positives Mm. that i like I, this is a good thing. I need to um, show you guys on Instagram, but I was tracking my periods and my periods, it was like 48 days, 38 days, like all different. so irregular, so unhealthy. Like that's the number one sign of health mm. for females. And since working with her, I've had a 30 day cycle and a 33 day cycle. And that's considered regular. Like imagine if I mm. listen, that's like being the one, one of my big focuses this year, like get to the bottom of my period. I want mm-hmm. it to be regular. So I know that everything's working healthy because if that's not happening i'm not ovulating and Mm. um but yeah if i had have given into the oh what if you know it's too much money like give into that too much mindset yeah and it and it worked out for me it's worked out so don't listen to that little negative brain of yours yeah 100 percent. and i think that goes back to that 
what I was saying in the beginning, they're like, I'm trying to be brave and have these conversations with people. And it's so hard when in your brain you're saying like, oh, the result of this conversation is going to be negative. And I think that's probably past experiences coming up as well where Mm -hmm. like conversations haven't gone well. Mm -hmm. But like... What if it goes well? What exactly. if the outcome is good? Like, it's like, like just, look at Hannah, our friend I'm, Hannah. Like, what if we didn't yeah. go out for dinner with her? Like, I feel like the first time was fucking awkward. We couldn't hear each other. We were in this really loud <laughs> restaurant. Me with ADHD and Regan as well. I don't know if you struggle with the sensory thing in loud places. In loud places, if I'm trying to speak to someone, Girl. there's music going on, people speaking, like you can hear the kitchen. I'm like, I can't fucking hear what you're saying. And I always go, what? Pardon? Or I'll just like what? pretend that I know what you're saying and I don't and they'll be like, how are you? And I'll be like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> embarrassing and that was exactly what happened but that was an awkward messy moment but I was surprised a beautiful friend out of that whole situation (laughs) to be honest I was surprised you wanted to see us again after that night I know I didn't think it went well no oh you didn't well I liked them yeah but I was just like I'm not sure if they liked me yeah and then when they were like so chill to see us again I was like because that's what I mean it was I couldn't hear yeah you know what I mean? I know. And they were traveling. They were on this like call. I was just like, I, I, when we met them, I was like, they are so cool. Like that was so like, I could not imagine just like going across the, the world. I know. And just having no plan. Yeah. They're just here, there, and everywhere. They, where, where'd they just come from? Um, they were in the country or Grampians something. Grampians or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the was it the grandparents? I think I don't. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> it was somewhere cool. Yeah. What advice would you give someone who is stuck in the thought process of I want to move states, like, or just want to move away from my hometown, but like I'm scared, I'm scared of not being able to make friends, and we kind of just fucking t- talked about that, didn't we? Not really. But, like, yeah. What advice would you give someone kind of second? guessing themselves but they want to do it but they don't know how it's going to go I think it's not that serious it's really not that serious like if you're in your 20s like you're in and it doesn't even matter you can be in your 30s 40s 50s I don't care where you are at in life it's not that serious like you can come home you can come home you can go see a friend if you miss them like I mean, it obviously is different because I've moved relatively close to where I'm from. So it's only like an hour flight if all hell breaks loose here and I hate it and I need to go back. Yeah. But I just think like it's not that serious. You will work it out. It is fine. And don't feel embarrassed if it doesn't work out. I think, you know, if you move and it you know, it doesn't go to plan and you do have to move back home or you, you know, kind of think, oh, I tried, that wasn't for me. I'm going back to my my old life. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Like, it's so fine. You, you had would that much, experience. You had that experience and you learnt something about yourself and it might be that that's not for you or you might be like, hey, I actually want to do bigger and better things than what I thought I wanted to do. Yeah. I think just do it. 
you will because you don't want to be that person who gets to the end of their life and they've never been anywhere and you sit there and you go fuck i wish i did things differently that is the number one thing i am scared to death of like getting to the end of my life and thinking why didn't i do that and everyone like i don't know if you've ever watched like those videos on tiktok where where people on the street like ask people like a question like that they all say like live your life like i wish i didn't whatever settled didn't stay here did this differently wish i actually followed the career that i wanted to do instead of staying in a safe job yeah one of my roommates at the moment she always says like we're literally on a floating rock and she says that all the time and i'm like it's so true just like when you think of it like if you're ever scared to move to an another state you're scared to like tell a boy you like him whatever it is we're literally on a floating rock like it's not that serious. No. Tell them. It's so irrelevant. Move. Even though, of course, you Take are relevant. Take the job. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Go again. No, it's Say fine. that part again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I was You're saying. like, move. Take the job. Yeah, like, just do it. Like, whatever it is that you want to do, we're literally on a floating rock and it's not that serious. You can change, You can literally do whatever you want on this planet. A hundred percent. Because I feel like a lot of people ask the question or the advice that they give if they live interstate and they are going through the feelings of like, because you're going to feel, you've obviously felt lonely in this experience, but you're going to feel lonely when you move away from your hometown if you are alone, of course. But would you say give it six months until you kind of make the decision of like, should I go back? Because you need to allow yourself that time to actually be there for a Mm. long enough period before... I guess essentially running back home because you obviously feel lonely and scared and it's the unknown. Yeah. I think it depends where you're at with like your self-comfort as well because like I said earlier, I'm pretty good with being by myself. So I'm kind of used to dealing with stuff on my own. So when I did have those moments of feeling lonely or feeling this, like I would normally deal with that shit by myself when I lived in Adelaide, it would take me a little bit till I would go to a friend and be like, hey, like I – I need your support in this problem I'm having or whatever. So I'm quite good in that regard. But I think hold yourself accountable. And I think being – I know it's really challenging, especially for some, that being alone is really hard. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you can get through that initial discomfort of being alone and, like, really sit with yourself and, and like, on a day where you wake up on the weekend and you're like, I feel like shit – and no one's going to get me out of bed and out the house other than me. Mm-hmm. That is the best thing you can learn. So even if you move and the only thing you learn is how to be by yourself, that is like a win. Yeah. Because like that is so good to have because then when you do build relationships and friendships, we can't control anyone else. Mm. Those people can walk out of our lives whenever they choose to. And at the end of the day, you've got to be okay with being by yourself and like relying on yourself and being happy with yourself and knowing yourself and what you like and what's important to you I think yeah even if that's the one thing you take away from moving away from your comfort zone being able to being comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah is like the best thing you can yeah and that's the work we all have to do those feelings of like I feel lonely I feel so uncomfortable I just want to run back to this person or I just want to turn to this like substance or object because of these feelings Mm -hmm. that's the work we all have to do because like there's people who will do that work and then there's people who I guess would like even relationship hop because they don't 
want to sit with themselves and navigate through that but then these issues come will come up in your relationships like it's going to be that constant pattern so that right there what Regan said those feelings of loneliness and discomfort that is the work that you have to do it's the biggest and like it goes for any sort of situation like if you can be comfortable in just like dealing with stuff on your own like not even in a relationship but like the biggest thing for me when I moved was like I don't have my parents So, like, if, you know, if I hated my housemates, I can't just go back to live with my parents. Or, you know, if we couldn't find another house to lease, I was like, I can't just move back in with my mom and dad. Like, I have no one here. I have no friends to help me move my furniture. Like, I have everything is – I have to do it. Like, if I need to book a doctor's appointment, I'm doing it. If I need to move house, like, I'm organising the company – to come pick my stuff up in the truck and move it. Like no one's here to help me with that. Yeah. But I did it. But that's what creates mental resilience. Yeah. And I did it. Yeah. And just to think like when I talk to people and they're like, oh my God, you moved away. Like that's so brave. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I did that. And that's so cool. And I'm I'm so so proud of myself for doing that. But don't get me wrong. Leaving my best friends is like the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. And I can sit here and be like, oh my God, I'm so fine. Like I'm so happy moving. There's days where, you know, I'll just be at home and I'll want to go get Yochi. And although I have you. And they're not here. <laughs> my best friend just isn't here to go get Yochi with me. Oh. And it and it can be really tough sometimes. And it's literally the simple things. Like where I might just be sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh, my God, like I would love to go to the movies. And that one person that yeah, I would yeah. call to to go to the movies like is so far away. Yeah. But mind you, it's been good for us as well because going back to that same, the time we do spend together now is like so fun. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's a work in progress trying to get her here. Yeah, she's moving. She will. Bianca, see you soon, doll. Hey, Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> she will move. I know it. I can feel it. <laughs> We're manifesting it. I can it. feel it in my bones. So we are, guys, stick around for another episode next week. We're going to be speaking about dating and relationships and coming out of a long-term relationship and navigating that space. Um, But Riggs, how do we end every episode? This will test her. Guys, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. Oh, where can we find you on Insta too, by the way? Oh, (gasps) not the glass. Don't follow me. I don't. (laughs) I'll add her in the um, in the description notes. I don't post anything valuable (laughs) other than photo dumps of my life in Melbourne. But if you are interested in keeping up with what I'm keeping up to, getting up to, please keep up with Regs at Regan Marie. (laughs) Regan Marie with two N's. There we go. Um, Yeah, don't expect anything valuable on that page though. Just me living my life. Stop. Stop.